Amen. Let's take our Bibles tonight. We'll turn to Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter number 98. Psalms, chapter number 98. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And I hope that you've had a good day. Looking forward to what Lord has for us from the Word of God this evening. Psalm chapter number 98. We'll uh, look at uh, all nine verses. We'll read the entire psalm this evening. Uh, uh, as we begin, uh, do be in prayer for all that's going on. Uh, I know uh, <clears throat> we all have uh, converts and visitors that we are working on to try to get into church. Uh, one of the greatest things uh, that we can do for the, those folks, uh, besides following up on them, is pray for them. Uh, so make sure you're in prayer for your converts and those that you're trying to get into church. Be in prayer for uh, one another, amen, and ask the Lord to strengthen our church and help us as we go forward for the Lord. I am excited to see what the Lord is doing around here, amen, and uh, if you're not excited, you should be excited uh, because God is working, and we're looking forward to uh, what he continues to do in the days ahead. Uh, Psalm chapter number 98, we'll begin reading in verse number 1, and we'll read down uh, the, the entire chapter. The Bible says, O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness, righteousness hath he openly shown in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Now, that is not my life verse, though many of you probably think it is. It says make a loud noise. So that, but that is not my life verse. It is a good verse, though. Verse number five, sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of cornet, Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the people with equity. We find here in Psalm chapter number 98, the psalmist is admonishing us to sing the Bible says in verse number one, a new song. We are admonished six different times in the book of Psalms to sing a new song. Uh, once in the book of Isaiah and twice in the book of Revelation, we're told that when we get to heaven one day, there'll be a new song that we sing in heaven. Uh, in Psalm chapter number 33, verse number three, the Bible says, sing unto him a new song, play skillfully, with a loud noise. In Psalm chapter number 40 and verse number 3, the Bible says, He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. In Psalm chapter number 96, verse number 1, the Bible says, O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. In our text, the Bible says, O sing unto the Lord a new song. He hath, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. In Psalm chapter number 144, verse number 9, the Bible says, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praise unto thee. In Psalm chapter number 149, verse number 1, the Bible says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Now the Bible tells us and admonishes us that we are to speak to ourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. 
Uh, we are to do that as Christians. I enjoy singing. I love to sing. Uh, I, was, uh, I was outside working all by myself today, and I was singing. Why was I singing? Because I had a song in my heart. I enjoy singing. Uh, I, I think that everyone should sing. Because the Bible commands it to sing. The Bible doesn't say make a beautiful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. You chuckle, but it doesn't say that. It says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, you should have the joy of the Lord in your heart, and there should be times that you become so joyful that you burst forth in song. Uh, the Bible here is telling us to sing a new song. Now, this new song that the Bible here is speaking of is not uh, this new age music that's out here that uh, appeals to the flesh. That's not what the Bible is saying here. It's not saying come up with uh, or take uh, Satan's tunes and put God's words to it. It's not saying to do that. Uh, he's, he's saying to sing a new song. What new song is he talking about? I believe that a new song is necessary to us as Christians as God reveals himself to us in new ways. I'll say that again. God does not change. Let me say that. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, he does not change. But God does reveal himself to us through his word in various ways. God reveals uh, to himself to us through his word as the creator. We should sing songs about God's creation and the wonderful work that God did when he created the world. And when God reveals himself to us, and I... And, you say, well, I already knew that he's creator. How is he going to reveal himself to me? Why am I going to sing a new song about God being the creator? Well, as you read the word of God, I don't know about how it works for you. I just know how it works for me. As I read the word of God, though I already know that God is the creator, the word of God will grab a hold of my heart and twist it and open my heart and let me see a little clearer what God did when he created this world. As I see uh, different parts of God, God's creation. I had the uh, pleasure uh, several years ago of going to the Grand Canyon uh, with my family. And if you've never had the opportunity of going there, I would uh, strongly encourage you to do so if you get the opportunity. It is amazing to see the vastness of God's creation as you stand there on the edge of the Grand Canyon and look out across and, uh, and think that God made all of that. Uh, a few years ago, uh, on my wife and I's anniversary, we went to Niagara Falls, uh, another uh, wonderful place that you can go and see God's handiwork. Um, I enjoy uh, going to the Smoky Mountains. I enjoy driving through the mountains and, uh, and, uh, and enjoying to see God's beauty there. Uh, my wife, uh, she, when we got married, I asked her where she wanted to go on our honeymoon. She said, anywhere where there's an ocean. Well, that left it pretty wide open, so we went to Savannah, Georgia, you know. Uh, uh, so she just went, so she, she loves the ocean. So we go to the ocean. I enjoy seeing God's creation there. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the first time I, I got to see the, the Rocky Mountains and driving up and seeing the Rocky Mountains and then driving through them. The first time Diamante, uh, Brother Martinez, excuse me, saw snow was on the top of uh, uh, the Rocky Mountains on tour. And uh, he ran out in the middle of the snow in his socks and he's like, it's cold. I'm like, it's snow. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's what happens when you're from Miami, amen. Uh, so, uh, uh, but uh, I love to see the beauty of God's creation. And when you see those things, you read the word of God and you allow the Holy Spirit of God to, to speak to your heart. The Lord reveals himself to you in a more real way. 
and, uh, and we sing songs about that. Uh, he reveals himself to us as our Savior. Man, I love to sing songs about how of God's saving power. Uh, he reveals himself uh, as the Almighty God. I think one of the greatest uh, names of God Almighty has to be the I Am. I love just to think. I could think all day about the fact that he is the I am. What, that, what does that mean? You know, it's just two words. How can you think all day on that? Uh, it means that he is sufficient in and of himself. He needs nothing else. Self-sustain. You know, you can just keep going. He doesn't need our help, but he chooses to use us. Wow, what a blessing that is to us. We think about God. He reveals himself. And as he reveals himself to, to us, we sing songs about that. I love the name of God, of the fact that he, he is. It's not a characteristic of him. It's his name. He is faithful and true. Man, I love that. He is king of kings, and he is lord of lords. Uh, and as, as, he, as the Lord reveals himself to us, uh, the, the Holy Spirit of God wells up inside of us, and we sing songs about who God is and what he has done and what he has done for us. Uh, these are just a few of the things that God has revealed himself to us through his words. In Psalm 98, we see three such new songs that the psalmist is highlighting for us. In Psalm chapter number 98, he tells us three different things that we should be singing a new song about. And as we look at God's word tonight, I believe that as Christians, we should uh, look at the word of God. We should read the word of God. We should allow the word of God to minister to us. And then we should sing praises to the Lord God Almighty. You know, when we get to heaven, we will spend eternity praising the Lord. Many people talk about what they're going to do when they get to heaven. And, you know, maybe we will do some of that. I don't know if we're going to, you know, I've heard people talking about racing down the streets of gold. I've heard people talk about fishing in the crystal sea. Um, I don't think that we're going to need hobbies in heaven. I think we're all going to just spend eternity praising the Lord. Uh, that's what I find going on in heaven when you read the word of God. And if, if, if we don't praise the Lord now, we're going to feel really out of place when we get to heaven. We ought to, we ought to spend time now praising the Lord. And let, as we look at the word of God tonight, let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts as we look at these three new songs that we as Christians should sing. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless tonight your word. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you'd calm my nerves, help clear my mind, help me to say that which you'd have me to say. Lord, I pray that your word would be exactly what we need tonight, to be a cool uh, drink of water to those who are thirsty. Lord, it would be a, a convicting power that we need, Lord, uh, through your word uh, to those of us that need to draw closer to you, Lord. Uh, but Lord, I pray that your word would accomplish uh, that which is set forth to do, Lord, in our hearts and our lives tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The first thing I see tonight, and, uh, in Psalm chapter number 98, the Bible says this, in verse number 1 through verse number 3, the Bible says, Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand, his holy arm, hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly shown in the sight, showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel, all the ends of the earth shall have seen the salvation of our God. 
I believe if we as Christians tonight will look at the, uh, the Psalm chapter number 98, we would have to agree that the first song that we should be singing is a song about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible here says that he have gotten him the victory. I, I love the fact that Jesus is victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Uh, he, there is none that have ever conquered him. Uh, he is victorious. Uh, he was victorious in his death. He was victorious in his burial. He is vi victorious in his re resurrection. The Bible says that his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Satan may have thought that he had won the battle, but let me just tell you, he lost the war. Uh, uh, when it's all said and done, Jesus still stands on top, and he still stands victorious over death, over hell, over the grave, over Satan. Satan will never have power over the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we as Christians should not live defeated lives, because God has given us the victory through Christ Jesus, through the salvation that he's offered to us. And the Bible says here that he, the Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. As I read that verse of Scripture, I'm reminded of the crucifixion. I'm reminded how that Pilate had to confess, I find no fault in him. I'm reminded how the, uh, the centurion at the foot of the cross had to say, surely this man was the son of God. Uh, the heathen had to take knowledge that he was who he said he was. And he is victorious uh, in, in, the, uh, in, in our salvation. Uh, I'm glad that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight is powerful. It's the power of God into salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The Bible tells us that the word of God uh, tells us that salvation is free to any and all who will just accept it. I'm glad that one day I realized that I was a sinner. Lost and on my way to hell. Hey, if you cannot get excited about your own salvation, if thinking about the day that you got saved doesn't do anything for you, there should be some, there's something wrong with you. There should be a joy that wells up inside of you when you think what the Lord has done for you. Because there is, I, I, I say this all the time, there is no one on the earth who knows how bad I am except for me. I can put on a good front for people. And the Lord knows my heart. He knew what I was when he saved me, yet he loved me just the same. When I think of who I am and I think of what he's done, I can't help but get excited that the Lord has offered salvation to me. And the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is available to all of us. The Bible says that we were dead in trespasses and sin. The Bible says, ye hath he quickened, who are dead in trespasses and sin. That word quickened means to be made alive. I was dead. I was useless. I could help, not help myself. But thanks be to God, Jesus loved me. And by the grace of God, he offered salvation to me. And for by grace am I saved through faith. And that not of myself, it is the gift of God. Not of my works, lest, any, lest I should boast. Let me just say tonight, there's nothing that I could do to receive salvation. I can't be good enough to receive salvation. That's what's so good about the good news is that it, there, we don't have to do anything to get it. It's all been done. It's all been paid for. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Amen. And tonight, we ought to sing a song about the gospel. Thank the Lord for his saving grace. Tonight, if you can't thank the Lord for it, the salvation, 
Bible says in Titus chapter number 2 and verse number 11. Bible says this, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. There is not anyone whose salvation has been hidden from. It's available for everyone. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hey, if we as a human being understand our lost condition, understand that we cannot help ourselves, and that Jesus Christ, the sinless, perfect Son of God, died on the cross, shed His blood on the cross of Calvary, and rose again the third day, took His blood back to heaven, paid for our sins in heaven with His own blood, and we will accept the gift that He's paid for us, we can have salvation because it's offered freely to any and all who will just believe. For by grace are you saved through faith. Thank God for the day that I was saved. I've, there's a song that I like to sing. I probably would never sing it here because all you uh, English critics would get on to me. But uh, uh, it's, uh, I've never gotten over getting saved. Uh, hey, listen, we should never get over getting saved. I've never gotten over getting under God's grace. The grace of God has appeared to all men. And he's offered salvation to all of us. And tonight I'm glad that the gospel is for any and all who will just believe. I've got something to sing about tonight. You say, well, I don't have anything to sing about. Everything's going wrong in my life. You don't know what's going wrong in my life. I have this problem with my family, and I have this problem with my health, and I have this problem uh, with uh, Brother Montgomery. And I, uh, no, uh, Hey, at least you're on your way to heaven. At least you're not going to hell. You ought to have something to sing about. Hey, uh, we as Christians ought to sing out loud. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I always told, I always tell people that when I'm when I'm trying to help them sing, I try to say, I always say this: If you're going to make a mistake, make a loud one. Just sing out. Uh, and, uh, and so we as Christians, we ought, to, we ought to sing about the gospel. We ought to sing about his position. In Psalm chapter number 98, we see that there's a song about his gospel. But now we sing, see a song about his position, who he is. The Bible says in verse number 4, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. We ought to sing a song because we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I am looking forward to the day when I stand before the King of kings. And we just think, I, 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 I've never had the opportunity in, in, to be in the presence of royalty. I've never been, had the opportunity to be in the presence of the President of the United States, which if I was in his presence tonight, he probably wouldn't know I was there. But that being said, I've never been in the presence of the President of the United States. Some of you will get that later. But greater than being in the presence of royalty... And greater than being uh, in the presence of the head of state 
is being in the presence of the King of Kings. Hey, do we realize that we as God's people have the opportunity to walk into the throne room of grace and to make our request known to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords anytime we need to? We have all access that's been granted to us by the blood of Jesus Christ. I heard some heretics say one time that you shouldn't pray in Jesus' name. Like, whose name should you pray in? He's the one that granted us access. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. How are we supposed to get to God except through the blood of Jesus Christ? We can't come in our own merit. We certainly can't walk into the throne room based on our goodness. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ that grants us access. Hey, but I'm glad tonight that we can go into his throne room and we can kneel down before the King of Kings and before the Lord of Lords and let, let him know our request and make our request known to him. And he cares about us. He's not one that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows our hurt. The Bible says he was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He knows where we are. I'm glad. I like this part. You just have to bear with me a little bit. I'm glad that Jesus and God, they're not going to be king. He's not going to be king one day. This, I mean, when, 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 when it's all said and done, he's not going to sit down on his throne and be king then. He is the king now. Hey, he's in control now. He governs, he governs uh, the affairs of man now. He allows us to have the leaders that we deserve now. He puts people in power that he sees fit now. He is in control now. That means every, any situation that we face, any trial that we face, you know what? He's the great physician now. He, he's the miracle working God that he was in the Bible still today. Amen. There's nothing that is too hard for God. There, there's not anything. Heard, I was listening to a sermon by Dr. Tom Malone not long ago. And he, he, the whole message was, is anything too hard for God? There's nothing that is too hard for our God. There's not anything that you need or I need or any burden that we face or uh, any, any heartache that we have that, that he is not capable of helping us through. His position, who he is. He is king now. He is in control now. I'm glad that he cares for his own. He's got the king's heart. He cares about his subjects. He is concerned with your needs and my needs. Hey, tonight... We have something to sing about. When everything looks like it's going wrong, when this world is against us, and yes, it is, and sin is running rampant, and yes, it is, and uh, uh, oh, the news uh, media and, 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 and everything is, is, is blaring all the sin and filth and disgusting uh, muck and mire of this world at us as Christians, we need to remember that we serve the King of Kings, and we are part of His kingdom. And one of these days, we're going to be called out of here. That leads us to the third song that we sing here. We sing the song of his coming. The Bible says in verse number 7, Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. Hey, let me just say something tonight. 
Jesus is coming again. The Bible tells us that there will be those that will say, where is the promise of his coming? Since all time we've heard that Jesus is coming again. Where is he? He's not come back yet. And I have to remind us, as the Bible reminds us, that a day is with the Lord as a thousand years. According to God's timetable, it's only been a little over two days since he left. you got to give him some time. He didn't tell us how long he was going to be gone. He did say he was coming again. Hey, one of these days, Jesus is coming again. And that eastern sky is going to split over, open, and the Bible tells us in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and uh, the, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, I like that part right now. Now when I die, I'm going to like the first part better. But right now, I like this part. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hey, I'm looking forward to stepping in to eternity one day. I'm looking forward to Jesus coming again. Can you just imagine, sometimes I'm riding down the road, and I don't know if you do this, but I do this. I'm riding down the road, and I look for clouds. You say, Brother Montgomery, you're supposed to keep your eyes on the road. Well, in my peripheral. I start looking at clouds. I'm like, man, that would be amazing if Jesus stepped out on that cloud right there. Wouldn't that be amazing? I love, I've got pictures on my phone from, well, you know how they, they keep it all in the clouds. So there's years and years of pictures. I'm always taking pictures of, of sunsets and sunrises. I love it. And you know how the, the sun will shine, filter through those clouds? And those beams will come through? Man, one of these days, there's going to be a light like we've never seen before. It's going to outshine the sun so, so many more times than we can even imagine. I can't imagine how, how vast the brightness of God's coming is going to be when heaven opens up and Jesus steps out on the clouds and we hear that trumpet and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ are going to rise in, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. They're going to they're come out of the grave. I've always said I'd like to be one of two places when Jesus comes again. I would love to either be visiting a graveyard because that would be pretty amazing. Or, this is what I'd really like, I'd like to be soul winning and be talking to someone. Dr. Howes used to preach a sermon, God Often Jumps the Gun. I don't know if you've heard that one or not. It's a great sermon. But he, he made the, the point that it's the act of faith and calling upon the Lord. When they call upon the Lord in their heart, it's done. It's not an audible prayer or some magic words they have to say. Man, could you imagine? Because Jesus is going to come again when the last person that will get saved gets saved. I mean, that's just my hillbilly thinking, but that's what's going to happen. Because if he comes again, nobody else is going to get saved. So when the last person gets saved is going to get saved, Jesus will come again. That's why we ought to be soul winners. But, you know, a little tidbit there. But wouldn't it be awesome if you were the one that led the last one to the Lord? Could you, could you imagine that? And then before you even said amen, it's like, you're out. That would be pretty amazing. That's just how my mind works. But we ought to thank God and sing songs about his coming. Don't go through your life day to day never thinking of the coming of the Lord. 
You know what? If we thought more about the coming of the Lord, it would keep us closer to the Lord. You know how it was when you used to be a kid or teenagers. You know how it is now. When your parents give you something to do, say, by the time I get home, I want this done. And you procrastinate and you procrastinate and you procrastinate and then they come home and you're not done yet. Ooh, that's a bad feeling. Didn't I tell you to get this done? You're supposed to. But if you have it all done, you're sitting on the couch, everything's exactly like it was supposed to be done, man, you have no problem when they get home. If I was looking for the Lord to come again, I would probably be busy about what he told me to do so that I wouldn't get caught not having it done by the time he gets home or calls us home, rather. See, we ought to sing songs about his coming. I'm glad that Jesus has promised us that he will come again. The Bible tells us in the book of John that this same Jesus, I'm glad he's not sending someone for us. He loves us enough, he's coming to get us himself. The Bible says that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. Hey, he is coming again. He shall rule and reign throughout eternity. I have something to sing about tonight. Hey, you have something to sing about tonight. It does not matter what's going wrong in your life. You should sing praises to the Lord. The Bible tells us that everything that happens to us, no matter what it is, we should give God thanks for now, the Bible tells us, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Many people will read that verse of Scripture and say that every situation you should give thanks for. And I would, I would say, okay, I would agree with that. Because even the rough times, even the things that we don't think are beneficial for us, God is working all things for good, Romans 8, 28. And we should thank God for even the bad times. But I think that verse of Scripture is telling us that we should give thanks because giving thanks is the will of God. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That, every, that the giving of thanks is the will of God. We as Christians should learn to sing songs to the Lord of thanksgiving. Praise the Lord for the great things that he has done. You know, we would not go around as Christians mad at the world if we thought more about the Lord. We wouldn't as Christians go around mad at one another if we thought more of the Lord. And if we spend time thinking about the Lord, it won't be long until a new song will break forth out of our heart, praising the Lord for who he is. The Bible tells us that in all things, Christ is to have the preeminence. If we put Christ first in our life, we allow him to have that rightful place, that rightful first place in all things, he has the preeminence. Then our focus would be upon him. When things didn't go our way, we would think about how good God is instead of how bad our situation is. And we could still sing songs even when things weren't going our way. Heavenly Father, I pray that you're blessed tonight, your word.